Welcome to the very first edition of Read After Burning, After After Noticing. Noticing. That's right, folks. We're not talking about the hit, much-beloved USA Network television show. We're talking about some supplemental material regarding this beautiful show that we are watching for the first time. And I'm one of your hosts, Josh, with the other one, Paul. That's me. I'm Paul. I'm Paul, the literature expert. We're book boys now. Yeah, we're book boys. This is a literature podcast uh, now. We are refined. We are cultured. We are bookers. We're no longer TVers. We are reading books now. uh, We're on a little bit of a higher plane now, on a little higher higher level. We got our pinkies out when we drink things. We're somewhere. Um, I'm not entirely sure where because this book is... It's something, and I feel like I'll... Maybe read the synopsis for the book, so it kind of give a little taste. Like you know, you read like the slip cover of a book, like you yeah. thumb through it in like as, a drugstore or an does. airport. Yeah, this is definitely one of those books you'd see like just on a little airport end cap, where you're like, well, I've got like a you know five hour flight, might as well pick up a little book I can finish in one oh, go. Oh man, if you spent five hours at thirty five thousand feet in the air with the potential for your life to end at any moment reading this book, like, this is the last thing you read. Life well well lived. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Totally. Congratulations. Uh, So this is called The Fix. The Fix. I don't know, because you read this on Kindle, right? I did read it on Kindle, yes. Okay. I'm not sure if it has, like, any of this, like, the back cover stuff and anything like that. Yeah, you can, like, get to it. I did not. I just, like, busted <laughs> through this fucking thing as quickly as I could and then got it got it the hell out of there. Yeah. I mean, just like, a, <laughs> just like Michael Weston, right? Oh, boy. Hey, you guys, <laughs> we're going to get into it, but uh, we're just, let me just stay off the top. This is not good. <laughs> it's not it's really, good. Yeah, we've been tweeting and talking about it. It's not good. You'll talk. It, well. isn't, it, is, it isn't good and is, in fact, bad. It's pretty bad. This, pretty like, on the bad. back. I love it's like the spy who came undone. Um, when a spy gets a bird notice, he loses more than his job. He loses his contacts, his protection. And if he's not careful, he your can cash, lose your you credit, and your life. job history. The very first little synopsis is sort of like a synopsis of the show. Like kind of like a little like, hey, the, this is him. He's got a bird notice. He's trying to figure it out. I would contend to you that this book is a synopsis of the first season. Yeah, it's very much so because this is seriously just straight out of like this is like an epilogue of season one, really. Yeah, this book. Let me just. This book is fan fiction. This is fanfic. <laughs> In a this sense, is what, yeah. We, just, we read. We read uh, fanfic that a publishing house connected to USA Network published so it looks more official but it's not any more like prestigious than fan fiction you'd find and it's written as so oh yeah it's so yeah here's the synopsis of the fix cricket fell for a handsome world traveler who claimed to be just back from afghanistan cricket where he was on a hush hush government mission she was charmed who wouldn't want an action hero for a lover she's been having some doubts though since he disappeared off the face of the earth along with most of her money she needs help but michael's having doubts too because Cricket may not exactly be who she claims to be either. And when a shadowy Russian woman from Michael's past shows up in Miami with secrets that might just lead to the truth about his burn notice, things get really hot. That description is as overwrought and overexplained as this fucking book is. So that's very apt. Yeah, it has less like weird, like just meaningless every, like, um, This book is like a whole structure of run-on sentences. I highlighted a passage 
I'm, you know, I'm going to try to bring up some of my highlights. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, bro- I wrote down some you know, quotes from the book. For yeah, sure. yeah. So this book, uh, before we get too deep into it, we'll, we'll tell you a little bit about like what it is, where it's from. So this is a novel, ba- or a novella, really, uh, yeah. based on Burn Notice uh, that takes place sometime ostensibly between season one and season two. But we'll get into why that's a problem as well. This is one of six books written by author Todd Goldberg. And uh, yeah, six burn top. notice books. Six burn notice books. There are six. There are f- after this one, which again, it isn't good. There were five more. Um, from what I can understand, his brother knows Matt Nix, and that's how he got the job. It's um, all about who you know, folks. It's all about who you know. know. It is. You don't have to be a good writer. You know, I gotta try to find my highlights. Um, I'm not good at using the Kindle app. I'll be totally honest with you. <laughs> yeah, and this will fry your brain from using the Kindle app. Yeah, so this is like it's set up uh, sort of like I was kind of unsure if this was taking place during season one. And then like, you know, maybe halfway or close to the end of the book, maybe 100 pages or so after, after like it, towards the end, it like they brought up the Philip Cowan guy getting shot, which is in the finale. So, I was so like, oh. uh, yeah, this is what I wanted to bring up with you, please. Yeah. So this takes place after the. This is kind of like an epilogue to season one. Yeah, but the strange thing is, and we talked about this in our season one finale. Like season one ends with Michael Weston getting in to the back of this like eighteen wheeler, and that's like where we leave him off. So, yeah. like, when did this happen? Like, when between because when, when between Philip Cowan getting shot and Michael getting into that truck, did this occur? I feel like there wasn't a lot of time that, like, I feel like kind of the shit kind of just happened, right? It's like, yeah, there, there, there had to have been a time skip, and maybe they did. I can't remember exactly back to the the finale, but maybe there was like a little uh, moment where they did do like six months later or something. But I don't I could, know, man. The, I don't think I, they did. The timeline does not make sense, but a lot of things don't make sense here um, in this book. Um, yeah. So it's 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 like a really bad episode of burn notice with like all the fun parts just a just long kind of long episode of burn yeah, it's notice like, it's like the longest episode of burn notice that uh, not a particularly interesting one um and it's just filled with details plate. that i feel like it's like this is like a like boring accountant porn where it's like all these unnecessary details that yeah, i guess the, somebody must love and like the sentence structure is insane like it, it the run-on sentences, sentences are paragraphs. Like okay, listen. I'm gonna. I, I took up down a passage. Um, I highlighted a passage in this book. So what I'm about to read to you is one single sentence. Okay. It's this so is one ridiculous. sentence. Yeah, there, it's, this is one it's sentence. So, yeah, I bet it is. Sam paused, which I took to mean he was going to let me process how clever it was that he knew I'd ask that. That he then that he'd expected me to ask him to do me a favor and try to find the information out in whatever way he could, since I clearly thought this was now something larger than Fiona, that it probably involved me, and that somebody was just using Fiona as a message to me, and then that he'd stunned me with a reply on the subject that was on the subject that was subject in its thoroughness, and that I would then thank him profusely for thinking of all the possible intangibles before I could even formulate a question. That's nightmare. What the fuck did I just say to you? <laughs> that, that I, I honestly like. So I don't I, know what I just said to you. <laughs> I read the last 100 pages of this book on my stream, and like I kept like having to stop because I was like, "Oh, this is one sentence." Like I'm trying to figure out the like reading this aloud is a fucking nightmare because you don't oh, know, 
you don't know when you're supposed to pause or when it's about the sentence is about to end because you could just stumble into what you just fucking read. Yeah, it's just oh man, your brain. Just <laughs> it's really insane. Is it made me feel. It made me feel like I was going crazy, and that's like so. Like seriously, paragraph sentences are long, paragraph long. Yeah, some of the things that I had to highlight here are just insane. It's just, it's the whole thing. So we'll try to get the, as much of this plot as we can, I guess. So it's between season one and two. Michael gets a job from one of, it's one of Veronica's friends, right? So Sam acts, yeah. uh, has a job for Michael and Sam through Veronica, his girlfriend. Um, and and the, the client's name is fucking Cricket O'Connor. Yeah, <laughs> cricket. And then, like, there's some insane name choices. Yeah, there are some. I, I know I wrote. Did you write some of them down? Because I think I got a couple of them highlighted. But... Yeah, I wrote down some of the fucking absolutely insane. Yeah, like Burles names, nicknames. And Stan. Everybody's fucking weird. Yep. It's 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 yeah, wild. So... Yeah, like it's all like a setup. So he like meets with Fiona, and she's like has these guns that she's gonna like sell. But it turns out it's like kind of a setup to get like some leverage on Michael so that. This Natalie, she he he meets like the fur our first sort of evil client, right? Yeah, Natalia like the, our, Choplin. Yeah, like, yeah, Natalia Choplin or whatever. Choplin. Yeah, she's ex KGB. Her and Mike banged in uh, Beirut or something like that, right? Um, yeah, they had like a relationship in Afghanistan, maybe. Yeah, I think they said they were shopping in Beirut or something. Okay. I don't know. They talked about how they like traveled the globe and did some, like were on some of the same jobs, right? Um, and now she is, uh, she's like in hot water with somebody, and she owes someone a couple million dollars. These people told them that Michael's a drug dealer and used like pictures of Michael's previous encounters from like episodes of the first season, right? Like the Turkish and yes, the like all his like little like, escapades. Because uh, she's like, "What are you doing around here?" And he's like, "You know, I got to make money and like make ends meet." And it's supposed to be like he's. Yeah, doing all these things. So we're to like assume like the burn notice overlords like uh planted that information, like put Mike in some in some trouble here, like put some pressure on him or whatever. Yeah, trying to get him to stop fucking around. So yeah, so Chris so um that happens and like Fiona uh, like almost gets caught running guns or whatever, or some bullshit. This is all just to set up the end of the book. Um oh, it's the end of the book gobbledygook. ends so quickly too. Yeah, it's like Mike's mom's there and it's just poorly written. And oh yeah, one of my let me get one of my absolute favorite ones that I think was the first thing I had to take a picture of this book and send to you. I think it was before you bought the book. And I was like, this is insane. I'm like, this, this passage that I read, please read it. Fucking crazy. Share with the class. It's like when he, he's like talking about Fiona, man, I, I wish I had wrote it down and I didn't. I'm trying to find where the frick it was. Anyway, the like I'll flip through it, but we could continue talking just because, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So he's got to you got to do this thing. So Sam's got a job with this one girl, and we've we've mentioned her name, Cricket O'Connor, and she's yep. like this wealthy, you know, uh, uh, she married some dude that she fell in love with. I think she had money from like a previous relationship or something like that. She lives in a ritzy island community, and um, yeah, she lives on Fisher Island off of Miami. It's like uh, like. Just like a few like select very big mansions like where billionaires have like retreats and stuff, um, and she's like in trouble because she's broke because her rich husband died and her her troop son also died, 
and she spent all of her money giving it to her dead some dead dude she just dead. fell in love with some right random but also like what she was doing before was like she was paying off her dead son's dead troop friends families oh god yeah right so she was like spending all of her money on that and like she turns out her husband was like a scumbag so she was like spending all of his wealth like to charities like that went like directly against his values like yeah she was like trying to atone for her dead husband's sins right so, it's like, like insane her... details that really don't matter no i mean it's nice of her to do these things but like yeah whatever <laughs> uh, i have the passage by the way so it's like okay please read it yeah she her, uh balance like fiona said she might join us fiona was my girlfriend for a while then she was not my girlfriend for a while then it was just confusing and a little violent in a good way and now she's more like a business partner but it might be my girlfriend again sometime soon it's complicated. I don't like you calling her. It's like that's what like two sentences. Fuck? Yeah, and it's all it's all separated by like commas too. Like that middle section so is many just one long commas yeah, in one this just long book. sentence. Look, man, I'm like this an is Oxford written like a journal, user. like a high school journal. Like I'm a user of Oxford commas, and I think there are way too fucking many commas in this. Book. Oh yeah, like if you read, I've read. Um, I think it was in Stephen King's book on writing, where he kind of just talks about like it's kind of semi autobiographical. But he also just talks about like writing tips. I think he he mentions like stop using commas as much. Like if you think you need to use a comma, don't. And he's right, and I'm wrong. Man, yeah, he's, you can't argue with wrong. him. I mean, he's Mr. Author Man. Yeah, and um, th this book is definitely wrong. And whatever way you can get like writing a book wrong is pretty much uh, done here on page. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we. <sighs> Oh fucking no, oh, <laughs> no like uh, yeah, it, it gets really fucking it's, stupid. Like people's Cricket names. Connor's husband's name is fucking Dixon, Dixon Woods. Woods, which is Dixon funny Woods. as fuck. <laughs> Dixon oh, man, Woods. I prefer That's... to keep my Dixon deserts. Or when beaches. I go camping I next know. month, my, our dicks are gonna be your in those dicks woods. Are, your Dixon, Dixon Woods. Woods. <laughs> Dixon Woods. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, like I came to that realization while I was reading it out loud. I was like, "Holy shit! I never put together your Dixon Woods." Yeah. So that's 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 the guy. Um, and so he, uh, so she marries this guy who turns out to be like a grifter. He just disappears. He disappears because he's like a special forces guy, quote unquote, that's like supposed to be going to Afghanistan. And like, and apparently Michael and Sam have heard the name, and he's like a special forces legend. But Michael, right away, uh, very conveniently, doesn't think that it's the real Dixon Woods. He thinks it's a different guy. And uh, he thinks guess it's what? Woods. Wow. Would you believe that Michael's instincts are fucking spot on? Well, he spends half the book with the internal monologue telling you why he's spot on. Cause yep, he's, yeah, know. he definitely, like, the one thing about, like, because it's a book, we get even more inner yes, monologue than we already yes. get in the fucking show, which is, if like, 50% narration. If you love that part of the show, this is the fucking best if book for you, If your favorite probably. part of Burn Notice is, like, the Michael Weston ADR platitudes, then this is the book for you. You gotta, yeah, you gotta pick this up. I mean, and yeah, go uh, if you got like if you turn out you accidentally have a five dollar Kindle credit you didn't know about and get this book <laughs> for two ninety nine, uh, and Ooh. a sense and just don't have to pay for it, and which is great. Feel I didn't regret. pay for it, and I'm gonna use the other two to get book two, which I'm greatly looking forward to. I can't wait. I'm gonna oh, buy. Man. I bought mine physically. I will buy them all physically and complete the set. Wow! Thank you for supporting art. <laughs> yeah, I want. I want them to get a blip on their radar. Be like, why are? Why is like people buying these books again? Uh -huh. <laughs> So yeah, Cricket <laughs> and Dixon are a thing, and then um, Sam, uh, Sam's got to go do recon um, at like this private security office, and the girls, the girl he sees, his name is Bolts. Bolt, yeah, like Bolts Brenda, she, Brenda Holcomb or something. Brenda Holcrum. Bolts Holcomb. 
Yeah, Holcomb. Yeah, yeah. yeah but Brenda they call her Bolts because she has a she has like a lightning bolt tattoo on her neck up to her like like jawline. I think they said. Yeah, because it's covering up a scar when she got like knifed somewhere. Yeah, and like there was like stabbed her. In that the was shit. probably one of the better sections of the book, just because it was like Sam X trying to like like it was like sexually talking to her. Yeah, I will say there was like a couple of Sam, like j- much like the show, there was a couple of Sam X parts that were like fine. Yeah, they were <laughs> like, oh, okay. It was like, okay, well, at least he's watched the show and like gets that like this character like just has to say like a couple of quippy things here and there and not do much else. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And like there were like, but even that was like, it's still like the worst writing of Sam X. Like, imagine <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, it's still not good. They do get to say fucking shit though. Our characters yes. get to say fucking yes, shit. Yes, there are no cable filters, so uh, Michael and Sam all get to say the f word. It's so good. It's edgy as hell. He he prefaces it too. He's like, I'm about to say the f word, and then he says it. <laughs> I'm gonna say it, Michael. Fuck. <gasps> FCC. Wow. Um, uh, here's another thing that I found. I found myself doing kind of accidentally. Did you find yourself reading any of Fiona's lines in an Irish accent instead? I totally did because I read the last 100 pages and I would read her dialogue in an Irish accent. Ah, nice, nice. <laughs> so I definitely oh, did. Man. Oh, 100%. I was, uh, as if my brain wasn't broken enough, I decided to spend the latter part of my day after watching Burn Notice and reading a Burn Notice book to uh, watch the WWE Royal Rumble. How was the Great Royal times. Rumble? It was a good time. That's, that's always the fun one to watch, but... Uh, mm. That's 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 for my stream. Folks, follow me on Twitch. Uh, I'll tell you all about the Royal Rumble. Yeah, don't follow me, though. I'll just read this book at you, and you will not yeah, like Yeah, definitely it. follow uh, Josh so you can uh, hear uh, the audiobook version of Burn Notice. Yeah, it's a, it's, I don't know if there is an audiobook version that last there half isn't, of the book. There isn't, believe yeah, me. I this was the like, only version. They should just let Bruce Campbell read the audiobooks. Like, that would be fine. Uh, I would have I gladly bought the audiobook. Here's another casting thing. Who would who would play these characters for you? Like, if you could pick like TV actors to like play these characters, like this oh, was the an new episode. ones. Like, if the fix was an episode, like who's your Cricket O'Connor and who's your Bolts and who's your fucking uh, Natalia, and like and and, and those. It's like Cricket's like an older, so Cricket's like a slightly older, but I still feel like like still kind of like hot. No, yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. That's why I'm kind of like thinking, trying to think like who in that. Well, unfortunately, Hollywood doesn't let many actresses get to her age and, and still like get it, work. And, and does it have to be 2007? You know. Oh, that'd be hard. I kind of get like a Susan Sarandon vibe. Oh man, if you could get Sarandon, yeah, <laughs> she'd do great, great. But it would, she would never do it. Oh god, that would be absolutely wonderful. But I, that but would like, be cool. Like for like a Bolts or, or Natalia, you know, who would be like a Rona Mitra. Like the the not Kate Beckinsale market correction other I think I girl. know who that is yeah I feel like that would be my Natalia because okay. she's supposed to have the fake English accent too and then for Bolts who's your Bolts Bolts is like she's a, she's just American right she's American she's she's tough she's kind of a she's a vet but she's also like she's she's in shape. Right, yeah, they kept harping on her calf muscles. They're like, oh, her yeah, calves! Yeah. Sam X was all about those calf muscles. Calves, he loved those calves. Sam was um, pretty goddamn horny. Are we, is scene. this like anybody or just TV quality? I mean, I guess anybody. Okay, yeah, we did say Susan. I did say Susan Sarandon. Yeah, Susan Sarandon. <laughs> she would not be doing that. Um, uh, she's probably like in her 30s. Maybe like super fit. I don't know. Uh, who played Nikita? Her. Ooh, yeah, like a Karen Q. Yeah, I was gonna say I can't think of her name. I never watched the show, but like oh, from my memory, that seems like somebody like that. Yeah. Oh, I would like that, or I would like even like a like a Jessica Alba. Like a oh, right okay. Now, Jessica Alba. Yeah, or yeah. A, uh, 
or um, ah, fuck, it's not coming to my head. I don't know. My brain is just so like scrambled. This, this book made us dumber. This book made yeah, us this book stupider. Absolutely, like damaged my brain in, in a negative way. It's not good. I shouldn't. We shouldn't have read I it. We shouldn't have done it to was ourselves. Falling asleep last night yeah, reading this was, it. Like this was staring directly into the abyss. This was like looking right into Jeff Leach's amulet. <laughs> This was like staring directly into the amulet and like uh, re like like I think this book might be an incantation for the amulet and I think we might have unlocked a dark dark chthonic magic. It's awful into a realm of boredom we never thought possible. Yeah, I think we may have just stared directly into the mouth of madness. Cause yeah, like it's this is seriously like it's it's an episode dragged on way too long, so that's why it's like you're just harping on all these details that don't matter. You're just like they introduce so many new characters though, which is funny, and I'm just excited to see if they ever get brought up. Like Sam's fucking incel, um, op, like informant called Kyle. Yeah, yeah. They like to talk about how they they're sure he has a small dick because he drives a Corvette. Yeah, like the uh, pretty car. Sorry about your dick or something. I sent you the yeah. fucking quote. Not pretty car. Sorry about your penis type. Yes, or something like that. Pretty car. Sorry fucking about your crazy. penis type guy. And it's like, whoa, oh my god. The way he described him book. too is like Sam gets information out of him from just telling him like sexual stories about on the job, and he's like, yeah, he probably like goes in church. He's like an incel. Like the description he did. Oh, here's a great passage that we were. T- oh my god, since we were talking about all the the Michael thing about being a spy and all this kind of stuff here's a here's a favorite of mine the thing about anyone with a security clearance is that they're like 16 year old girls when you get down to their core they all want to talk about the pretty outfit they did or didn't get assign blame and start pulling hair this guy's got weird comparisons what is later in the book he's like they're looking at it there's like they had a sense of wonder or something or awe on their faces like a couple of um teenagers going to the poorhouse for the first time and i'm like What 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 does that mean? Like, there was what some mild racist stuff in here. That's because, like, uh, you bring up the whole 16... Like, this guy's got a weird fascination with that age group and, like, hmm. weaking weird comparisons. Hmm. There's, like, some weird communism stuff that's, like, through it. That is the funniest fucking part. Yeah, is that so... So, at one point, Michael's mom calls him and she's like, Hey, Michael, these men came by and they gave me this thing and they were scary and they looked like communists. And they, and they just really, roll with it. Like, he doesn't say anything. Nobody, but, but the best part is they don't really describe what that means for the rest of the book. But then they would continue. They probably think it made four or five callbacks to it. Yes. Where they would say, um, I had to be prepared just in case there were any more communists. Yes. It's <laughs> it so funny. Very weird. But there's also an interesting passage <laughs> that's, like, kind of woke and anti-capitalist. I know, um, Okay. I think I know what you're talking about because I think I picked up on that too. When they're talking about the working conditions? Yes. I think yeah, I there were a couple of times where here it is. I, I like... got it right here. Um, yeah. And this, so this is, uh, this is Sam X saying, you see all these minimum wage people? They spend, day, they spend all day on this little slab of yes. paradise and they'll never, at the rate they're going, ever have enough money to even own a blade of grass in the island. So why do they even bother? Why even wake up in the morning when you know that you're always going to be crawling out of the same rut until you're old, too old for that rut, and then you'll be forced to get into an even worse rut? What we did was make it so everyone could feel safe in their crappy lives. And for what, really? Float out here from Cuba for a better life and end up working for some rich despot just the same. Michael then responds by saying, that's capitalism at work. Yeah, Boom! Yep, they were, like, on the ferry to that island, yeah. Comrade Todd Goldberg, like, low-key slipped some shit into this book. So, this case, we think. But they talked, like, communist part, and then Sam says later in the book, he's like, they're like cockroaches. You see one, there's another hundred meeting somewhere. 
Right, and I think, and then, but then, then Michael goes, and then the, the, the next line is even better because then Michael says, um, "I don't think it's like that anymore." Sam and Sam goes, "The Red Menace would surprise you, Michael." Yes, yes, yes. It's like what the fuck. Here's the thing: I think Todd might be doing irony. I because th- he knows that Sam X's like whole thing is like you a think Cold it... War, a Cold War agent, right? So he like that's his vision of that guy is like an anti-communist dipshit who like firmly believes it no matter what. Yeah, but this book is not written well enough for me to fucking give him the benefit of the doubt that this Look, is. I mean, would he be the first dumb socialist that you've met? <laughs> no, I guess not. Or he could I'll even be. I'll raise well, he my could be like a... I'm a dumb guy socialist myself. So you yeah, know what? Yeah. Solidarity with Todd Goldberg. He could be like a Todd Phillips type where he makes Joker. It's like Joker where it's like, wow, it had a lot of these meanings that I feel like yeah. Todd Phillips wasn't really putting in Just there. Just ass backwards into a yeah. perfect message. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's kind of maybe where we're operating at with Hi, this. Hi, I'm Todd Goldberg and I stumbled dick first into class, class consciousness. Enjoy. Here's my book that no one read. Most definitely, well, only actually, three I can tell did. you two people that did. Yeah, two people, did. and you know what? More even on the fucking reviews, we'll get into in a little bit. Oh, here's another Be- uh, great Michael Weston troop line. I was in Iraq for a little while. Anyone who went there, who even lived a day, is a better man than anyone walking yes. on South Beach. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so we're definitely not going to talk much more about the plot. I feel like because it's garbage. What but plot? Like, what the fuck is the plot? What is it? It's, I don't know what it is. It's just bouncing around. But I, like I don't the, have much more to tell you. The berry, lo- the berry scene with the where they're at the cereal restaurant. That's one scene we'll talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about Barry, please. That's my favorite. Fuck, I could not. It's probably the best part, right? It's easily the best part. There's like so he meets his our 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 friends our money laundering friend Barry, aka Guy Bar- Fieri Dark. Guy Fieri Dark, and he wants to uh, meet at this restaurant that like serves cereal. And it's, it's like called across the cereal from, bowl. It's called the cereal bowl. It's across from like one of the universities over there in like uh, Miami. By the way, and fucking cool ass restaurant. I, I'm sorry, this sounds cool. I want to do that. I need to get well. Like yeah, well, like uh, so he so Michael meets him and he's like, "What's your poison?" He's like, "Been mixing it up. First bowl was kicks. Second bowl was something from the Count Chocula family. I'm thinking I might try some of this Kashi stuff." And Michael responds, "I'm a peanut butter cap and crunch man myself." You're out of luck, Barry said. They don't carry the peanut butter cap in here. Some union thing. It's okay. I don't actually eat mean? cereal. <laughs> what the fuck's going what on? What are you talking about? It's a union <laughs> thing. You can't carry peanut butter Captain Crunch. What? The, first off, the Count Chocula family. Are they? He's not like related to Boo Barry, right? Yeah, he might be. I think he might be. Frankenberry I mean, and, Frank and Count Chocula. Not really. They're all big family. Yeah, Why are yeah. they called the Count Chocula family, though? Yeah, the family of Chocula's. Yeah, but he gets that's kind of I'd be what, if I were if Blueberry that, or Frankenberry. Is the plural Blue- for Count Chocula Counts Chocula? I'd be I'd be a little peeved. I'd be like, why why is it the Count Chocula? Why isn't it the Frankenberry family? Because Count Chocula is the patriarch. He's the count. He's the daddy. But that like so their conversation keeps going, and you sent me this one too, which is also really funny. Oh yeah. Um, Barry orders a thing called a dirt bowl, and then he's like, "What do you normally eat for breakfast?" And then Michael says, "Al Qaeda." Or yogurt. Al-Qaeda. Al-Qaeda. It's so good. <laughs> Barry's just like, good to know. He's like, I could talk diet all day, whatever. And then he's like, they're talking about shit. He's just getting, he needs to get bank he's accounts set like up. He's just like smashing cereal, dude. And so, th- yeah, he's just like fucking going through cereal. So the dirt bowl, that's the dirt bowl is one that I would get. Because like, hold on, let me get the fucking, let me pull it up where it's like um, what it, what it actually is. And I'm like, you know what? That's actually a really good idea oh it sounds delicious 
Yeah, it's like I, I'm not finding it, but it's like a, it's basically just a mix of like you know cocoa puffs, cocoa pebbles, like the chocolatey cereals. Yeah, it's like all he said. I know. I remember he said easy on the cocoa crispies at one point. Yes. So I know that there's cocoa crispies in there as well. Yes. And then yeah, he's slurping down bowls, and Michael's like describing it and how he's viscerally upset watching Barry eat cereal. And like he's talking about how he wants to buy a Bowflex. That's what uh, I, yeah. What do you think of this Chuck Norris exercise device? Bowflex? Yeah. Couldn't hurt. Three in the morning, that infomercial comes on. It takes every fiber of my being not to get on the phone and order one. Chuck Norris is very persuasive. It's true. Um, it, we're not going to pull the Chuck Norris facts out again. This is the second time we've had to bring up Chuck Norris on this I, Yeah, I was thinking that when I read that. I'm like, hey, look at that. <laughs> so Chuck Norris um, doesn't sleep. He waits. Uh, Chuck Norris's cowboy boots are made from real cowboys. Oh, uh, when Superman not goes again. to bed at night, he checks under his bed for Chuck Norris. Uh, <laughs> oh, I on. love this. I love this too. Like he finishes his cereal and he's like, um, you want a taste? And he's like, I'll pass. And then like at the end, he's like, um, what do you think the, uh, okay. Cause he's like asking if it's cool, if he can like drink the milk basically. And um, uh, Michael's just like, what would Chuck Norris do? Where the and fuck then, is he? Is yeah, he... Barry's just like, yeah, you're right. And, just and then he just slurps down it down. It's like, like, okay. I mean, I get it. Like, don't waste them. Don't waste the delicious chocolatey cereal milk. Folks, if you're out there wasting that milk, shame Slurp, on you. Yeah, if you're doing it, if you're pouring a bunch of milk, you might as well fucking drink Like, that's it. like the best. If you're going to get a chocolate cereal, the best part is like having the chocolatey milk at the end. Like that is true. Like, I haven't had cereal in a long time, but I love it. Like that and like Cinnamon Toast Crunch, right? You get the cinnamony milk. It's just, yeah. It's, yeah, it's the fucking, yeah, it's the good stuff. like the point pops. of getting those cereals. Yeah, yeah, yeah You got to do that. So, um, so yeah, we get the cereal. It really did scene. make me want cereal. I did make me think about cereal quite a bit. I do love some cereal. I got some Cinnamon Life. You know, I had to get into that. Um, <laughs> cereal but Yeah, that's chat, the best. But that's the best. Their, their conversation is stupid. The setting is a, a weird. It's fucking weird. None of that was like. I can't imagine that in a burn notice episode. I just couldn't. Yeah, the whole thing was. Yeah, no, I mean, a lot of stuff just didn't seem to fit. Um, oh. The whole hotel Oro like as like the place like I don't know. It's just nothing was he, right to me. And this guy really writes Michael as more of a womanizer. I feel like his interactions oh, no. with a like lot Todd of the has female never characters. Never talked to a woman that isn't his mom. Yeah, Michael Weston's interactions with like female characters in this in this book are in, like he treats the receptionist, the hotel Oro, really condescendingly. Like he does a lot of other women. Oh, in the I book. think I have some passages in there about like just how disrespectful he is to like make yes. he makes about these people. He's like extra mean to Madeline. Like he's real shitty to his mom. He's really he, fucking like, dialing. I don't know. This up. book is like really misogynistic. Honestly, it's like bad. it's just real yeah. shitty to women. Like the uh, the thing about Burn Notice, and it's two thousand seven, and like yeah, we joke about like Fiona's like sexy horniness and everything, but the women and the female characters do have a lot more agency on that TV show, and like it should sort of be commended. Because that show doesn't really come off as really misogynistic or objectifying toward the No, it's characters. that's why it's so off-putting in this book. Yeah, yeah, because it's not what it's like at all. Like, Michael isn't like this. Like, Michael is, like, inwardly, like, horny and, like, talking about how he wants to fuck and kiss all the time. And, like, it just that never shows up on the show. Yeah, and he's 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 condescending to Cricket. Like, he, he's just like, I don't know how to deal with people. And he's like, I was waiting for her to stop crying. And it's just like, it's really fucked up. It's yeah, not yeah, good. The whole thing. Yeah, that sucks. So... They go through a bunch of stuff. Um, like the they, the real Dixon Woods is in Afghanistan, so like they're gonna basically like do like a kind of triple. His name's Eddie Champagne, thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So so it turns out that the hus- that Michael was right the entire time, and that the that the fake Dixon Woods is actually a guy named Danny Champagne. Eddie, Eddie Champagne. God damn it. 
it's a Eddie yeah, his name's fucking Eddie Champagne. Not so Eddie an alien. Champagne like they, like, they're like must be an alias. Yeah, his name, his real name is Eddie Champagne. What the fuck? Um, That's like so wacky f- for this like burn notice. Like there was never anything that wacky at all. No, no. Like the names have all been like just yeah. They're not really any they're fine, yeah. strange names like, except for Sugar the drug dealer. Like whatever. But that's like yeah. But that's clearly a, an alias. Like okay, yeah. he's a drug. Oh yeah, and the alias of the he was a he was a fucking condescending prick. So that's what it was really about. Is like the hotel receptionist lady says her name is Star, and he oh, talks yeah. about how that's what's like all these. Name? Yeah, what's wrong with all he's he's all he he goes full boomer. Like Todd Goldberg is full boomer because he's just like, what's wrong? What's wrong with like Emily or like a decent name Star? Yeah, they hear these ridiculous. strippers use it, and I'm like, what the fuck. Yeah, that shit was, and then it pops up throughout the book. It's fucking yeah. bad, man. Oh, jeez. So, it's yeah, awful. That, it's, so the, it's like a triple kind of cross thing where Michael's going to, like, lure the real Dixon Woods back because uh, he's kind of uh, like a guy that can uh, be useful based on, like, his history and skill set and the information that he has. Um, and also, it turns out he works for this company that also does security for Natalia, um, who is you know putting the squeeze on him for a few million dollars? So they they put together this whole scheme where they're gonna um, where Michael uh, jacks these dudes that work for the fake Dixon Woods, and he's like has them wire them like all the money that he needs. It, it, the whole thing is it comes together in a really weird way where he like rambo's out these three dudes and like like pistol whips one of them and like the other one shoots the other guy in the in the leg and then he like has like some smarts and like uh, a smart he's commentary like a with him or whatever. Yeah. He's really fucking mean to them. Yeah. It's just, it's They're a like real thing. estate agents. And he's like, he, yeah, there's like, like one of the chapters. Yeah. One of the chapters opens up with, it's just like, here's the three things to do. If you go to Miami one, become a drug dealer. And it's like, go really detailed about like, Get drugs cheap and sell it. Like, there's a big um, immigrant population, and they love yeah, you like get drugs. Advice on how to be a drug dealer in this book, you get advice, like very detailed advice on how to make explosives from household items you can buy at Home Depot. Uh, that's oh, or that Lowe's. They talk yeah, they really name drop Home Depot and Lowe's. Yep. So there's a lot of that. Um, so thank you, Home Depot and Lowe's, for uh, giving Michael <laughs> West and everything and he Super Walmart. <laughs> Pretty it's, great. Uh, it's fucking stupid. Yeah, there's a there are so many dumb, dumb things, and it ends. This book ends so quickly. Oh yeah, like, it's a very abrupt ending. So like they get, he, the, his whole plan comes together. He gets like these guys who are like uh, like the collectors of the Cricket O'Connor squeeze money. Um, like they get him to like transfer all these into like fake accounts that uh, he had Barry set up, and so. He gets Cricket her money back so she can keep paying the dead troops. And then he sets up the money for a fake account to get to Natalia. But his whole plan was just to get Natalia and Dixon Woods in the same room and then uh, and then uh, put the put the frame job up on them. The, they, and they did the same thing that they love doing throughout the entire season, which is call the cops and frame them for other things. So yep, right as is. yeah, right as the explosion stuff goes off at the end, the cops arrive and they go after Natalia and the. Eddie Champagne. Oh, yeah, we, for, we, we forgot the part that uh, Sam Axe wired an entire hotel room to blow up as a distraction. Right, yes, and apparently did such a big, he did way too much, and he's like, sorry, Michael, I got carried away. Yep, oh well. And then, like, yeah, because I, I looked at it and I was like, 
So this is like I was like this end this book ends at two seventy like page two seventy and like the plan doesn't really like fucking come together until like five pages from the end of the book. Yeah, and I was like, what the abrupt. fuck is? I was like, they're really gonna end this quick, and it ends like in a semi horny note where it's just like him and Fiona are talking, and there's like, well, you never know what the might the night might bring. Yeah, it's like talking about how Fiona wants to chill. And he's like sort of saying no, but then like to himself, he's like, "But well, maybe I'm just gonna get drunk and fuck her instead because I'm just cool like that." Yeah, it's because Michael Weston just is like that <laughs> totally. Like we know Mike, the classic Michael Weston behavior. Yeah, throughout the whole season, he's just like there's always that like kind of you know tension of like, oh no, is he gonna get drunk and have sex with her again? <laughs> oh man, well that so that's that's the book. There's a um, lot of boring in between we skipped, and it's really worth skipping. Um, yeah, it's fine. We don't need to. We don't need to get into <laughs> it here. Um, I'll try to find. Wild. Let me see if I have a couple more favorite passages. Um, I know that there were some. There might be some fun reviews on there, huh? Um, there are. So oh, here's a great. Here's a great line that de- that uh, that a woman definitely wrote. So this is uh, this is cricket. This is cricket speaking, and uh, <laughs> she's like talking about how she fell in love with this uh, fake Dixon Woods and how like, yes. she didn't see all the red flags. And at one point she says, neither of you are women. You don't know what it feels like to be with a person who is dangerous. It's exhilarating. <laughs> what the fuck? What the? Yeah, there is so many Bro. just so bizarre. Like, go, like, if you really want to just kind of get a taste of this book, go read, like, the last 100 pages that I read on my channel. Uh, check out that VOD because it is I, – I pause a lot after passages and go, like, what the fuck? Here's a good Fiona passage. When I was robbing banks for the IRA, it wasn't so difficult to move money. You walked in, Fiona continued, her voice downright wistful. You shot a few people in the knees, locked a few others in the vault, and then took what you needed. You drove down the street, ran up the stairs of the flat, dumped the money out in the bed, rolled around a bit, and then went out for a pint. (laughs) A pint, Michael? Yeah, I, just out for I a can't time. be. It was shit like that that made me read it in the Fiona Irish accent. Honestly. Oh, I d- yeah, I read oh, a lot. Oh, another of great stuff. one. Um, at one point, uh, he says uh, about this girl about the 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 reception girl. Uh, she she, uh, she would indicate a booming career in updating her MySpace page and a degree in Facebook, but Facebook has a hyphen. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of there's hyphen crazy in this. Some book. real hyphens okay fucked me shit. up a lot in this. Also, in this a very book. fun thing the uh, the aliases when they were at the magazine. Did you notice those? We 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 wait. Uh, his alias is that what you said? Yeah, his and Fiona's alias when they went to the magazine to try to get the pictures. Uh, I can't remember. No. Jay Gatz and Daisy Miller. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, but you know what? Let's give our let's give our review before we kind of go into some other reviews. Okay. So out of ten, what was a big like <sighs> bolt tattoos? I don't know. Uh, ten lightning bolt tattoos. Yep. Yeah, ten yep. lightning bolt tattoos. Uh, for me, I'm I'm really struggling to give it like even two because it really is like the so I'm gonna give it two because. It is a very short book. It's 270 pages, and there it's a short little paperback. You can just really breeze through it. Yeah, I mean, we and that's about like, all we, we I can both, say. Like, positive. We read it on the same pace, and like we were done within a matter of hours. Yes, you can. It is a plain book through and through. It, the best thing that could be said about it is it makes you appreciate books that are actually written well. 
<laughs> yes, and it also made me appreciate the show more, I think, too. So uh, yeah. I guess I guess there's that. Yeah, um, I guess just to mix it up, um, I'll give it one and a half because it mm-hmm. was just, man, it was it was a tough read. I was trying to read it last night, and I found myself just being like, nope, going to bed, can't do it. And like multiple times while I was reading today, I just found myself having to like take short breaks and consume anything else or just like stare in silence or, or just anything else. Um, it was it was not a fun read. Um, I wouldn't recommend it. Don't read that ever, book. If you're ever, even if you like the show, the show um, listen to our podcast. Let us take the pain for you. Don't read it. But I mean, if you listen to some other people, some other people are raving like Darian Baiku on Amazon. He gave it five stars or they gave it five stars. Wow. Their, the here is their review. I would have never bought this book if it were not called Burn Notice. I much rather prefer a good sci-fi or fantasy book, as usually the authors are much better writers. I would not tell someone that this book is for them if they had never heard of Burn Notice, as you have to know way too much of what is going on in the story to appreciate what happens in the book. Does this timeline flow as seamlessly as most authors are able to write into movie tie-ins like Star Wars? No. Okay, Am I reading so the book? Fr- so this guy's already been like, well, you have to be a fan to like it, and it isn't very good, but I'm still giving you five stars. <laughs> but- Listen to why. But he's like, am I reading the book so that I may read what I only watch a 42 minute a few times a year? Yes. I want my burn notice fix. Pun intended. Oh, is it a good book? Wow. <laughs> is it a good book? Eh. Is it what the, oh, wait, is it what there is? What? Is what? it, is it what there is? Yep. He spells that Y E A P. Gotta give yep. it five stars. As I want to have is this, this author. Is this a uh, storage wars fame? Dave Hester. Uh, probably, yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, gotta give it five stars as I want to have this author know that you have to keep writing and keep writing better, please, so that you can write more burn notice books. Oh, God. I am a library nut, by the way. I have Unfortunately, great news none of for this, this person. <laughs> Unfortunately, none of the state of Hawaii carries any burn notice books. I shelled out $7.99 oh, and so now see that it is slightly cheaper. Person. Oh, well. <laughs> Do not buy this book thinking it is worth $8 as a standalone book. Buy this book because you were a Burn Notice fan and you want to show your support for your favorite show. Yeah, show your support, folks. Support the troops. Support the books. <laughs> yeah, this is... It makes me so depressed that somebody that lives in Hawaii is spending their time reading this book. <laughs> oh, probably on a beach, like a really nice beach. Oh, and you're looking at the pages of this book instead of literally anything else around you. Oh, that's depressing. Folks, if you're listening to this in Hawaii, definitely don't read this book. Uh, th- there's one. There's one that's just totally in German. So a German person gave it four stars. All right, wonderful. Uh, I'm gonna translate the review to English. Good. Thank <laughs> you. It has that. It has that. All right. Like a new amusing episode of the series. So this is German uh, fan Minerva. The author adhered exactly to the story and characters. Michael, Fiona, Sam, Mom, and Nate of the All series. All the characters were in the book. <laughs> They were there. You can the count character. them. Oh, yeah. We, we didn't talk about Nate, but Nate was in the book, and he did say bro, so we know that. That's, that's all he we did. He also says he, he used a big word that I was like, that's not Nate. He wouldn't have said that. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, this book is written in the tone of the series. You have to smile again and again. The story itself is not stunning, but it's so appealing that I read the book on a Sunday afternoon. Great. That's nice. Great. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I can't inf- good faith recommend this to basically any of anybody who listens to our show please don't no please don't listen to it just or read it uh just listen to us listen to us do this 
Um, there's, I'm glad there's we're I'm glad more. we're done with it, and I'm not looking forward to the next one, but we're going to do it anyway. I I kind of am because it, it is just so stupid that it makes me laugh that I spent time. Like doing yeah, this. there is it is like a special kind of like brain poison, but um, you got to be ready for it, man. You got to be prepared. I'll be I'll be more ready next. Time. <laughs> I yeah I'm, I got I know what I'm going into now. There's five more. They all look like the same amount of pages, so... Oh, boy. Well, um, at least we have um, an entire season of Burn Notice between it. So that's that's the good news. So we should probably right. uh, tell our listeners that uh, Season 2 starts uh, with our next week's episode. Next week, we start Season 2 of the show, and I guess technically Season 2 of... Our show. Yeah, if we were, if we're going to do... If, if you were to break our podcast into seasons... Nice, yeah. This was a. Uh, I mean, the special features thing we did on Twitch last week was leaps and bounds better than what we're doing. With the oh book, yeah, that's a lot of but... fun. Uh, please uh, make sure you uh, follow us on Twitch for any burn after bonusing content. Yes, please do that and stay tuned. That it's on the RSS feed, so you might have listened to it there. But it's also on the VOD preserved on my Twitch.tv/shakingbacon. Um, speaking of lovely faces, uh, please uh, check out our friend Joker Dad sixty nine for a wonderful uh, Jokerified <laughs> burn notice cast. Yes, we. I should. Uh, I should make that our banner. Honestly. Oh, yeah, you probably yeah, should. We should. Pretty do great that stuff. I just wanted to plug that because it's a really great account from a person that will shall remain nameless. Nameless, other than Joker Dad sixty nine. But yeah, thank 69. you. Thank you everybody for listening to this. Trust me, just this is this is the best thing that's ever come out of that book. Uh, yeah, that's a hundred percent. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, yeah, we're, we we th- thank you for sticking with us through it. Um, we're excited to get into season two next week. In the meantime, uh, you can find me on Twitter at ThickFlareTTV. All C's, no K's, all days. We're probably going to talk Royal Rumble real soon because I have thoughts. Um, we're posting. We're having good times. You can also follow me on Twitch, Twitch.tv/ThickFlare. Um, we'll be around there. Uh, Josh, where can they find you? Where can they find us? They can find me at twitch.tv slash shakingbakey, where I read the last 100 pages of the book we just talked about. You can find That's that VOD. Right I'm not saving it, but <laughs> I'm not you saving should, that episode. Oh, clip that and put it on the, post it to the Twitter account. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll highlight it, and I'll fucking post it on the Twitter probably. Hell yeah. But uh, yeah, you can find that at twitch.tv slash shakingbakey, also Twitter, shakingbakey. But we have a show account too, and thank you for everybody who's already followed. But you, if you're not, you can follow it at Burn Notice Pod on Twitter. You can email us at burnafternoticing at gmail.com. If you have any questions, you got any pressing concerns, theories, sexual fan fiction, we'll read it. Especially sexual fan fiction. That one, especially. Yeah. I want to put that into the. I want we're, that. We're put, str- uh, if you, if there, this isn't any indication, we are strongly suggesting you send us fan fiction. If you first person, especially to, first person. Yes. No. I was going to say the first person to do that and send it into our email, I will Venmo you ten dollars. Oh wow! There's a bounty if you on write, fanfic. it has to be. It can I mean you can't just put like a paragraph and be like. Michael and Sam fucked the end or anything like that. I'm talking like fairly substantial. Like you put, it has like to be written at, at least as well or better than something Todd Goldberg would do. Yes. And I guarantee it will be whoever does it. Yeah. It's a pretty low bar. Uh, all right, folks. Thank you for uh, joining us and uh, we'll see you next week. And as always, don't get burned. Don't get burned, but please burn this book. Burn this book. <laughs> <laughs>